Welcome to Healthy Impressions with Anthony and Jason, brought to you by the Chief Wellness Officer Center. It takes a few steps to make a healthy impression. Good morning and hello to uh, to Jason and, and everyone out there that, uh, that's listening. This is Anthony at the CWO Center. And, uh, you know, when we're talking about working with organizations uh, on their wellness or well-being platform, the CWO Center offers part-time CWOs to help fill a gap with HR. Uh, and if you don't have an HR department, definitely help out the organization, build a framework to understand how to work with the organization and the employees in well-being. And so we have a, a little bit of a gap when, when we're taking a look at how to help people out. And organizations depend on their benefits a lot of the time. And this is where my good friend Jason is going to speak a little bit about uh, how organizations are, you know, let's say struggling or, or trying to comprehend and keep up with how to organize and take a look at a wellness framework. Thanks, Anthony. And, and I just wanted to, as Anthony has framed, uh, go through what my personal experience has been, uh, again, about 30 years in the business, uh, seeing many companies love what I do. I, I so enjoy going into uh, all different um, size companies from five employees uh, to 30, 50, 150, uh, 500 employees. Um, it's just wonderful to interact with people and, and to help and to serve. And that's why I believe we've created the CWO Center to try and bring all things together to fill and address the gaps that that I see. There are, are, are pain points that are out there. There's a common thread uh, that I found uh, through all these employer groups as I've consulted on their benefits plan. So their, their health and their dental plan in the industry that, that I've served. I see most companies provide a benefits plan uh, as a way to attract and retain top talent. That seems to be the the, uh, the reason why to have a benefits plan in place. Most employers do have a benefits plan in, in place. Uh, again, it's an important part of, of an employment package. Uh, employer pain points on the benefits plan are, are often, if not always, uh, the rising costs. So as I go into groups, uh, the, the first thing, if it's uh, consulting on an existing group and uh, they may want to have a look at my services, the first pain point that comes up uh, in a discovery meeting would be rising costs. How can they contain them long-term? How can they sustain them? Uh, without watering down the plan or removing or even reducing uh, the plan design. Uh, you know, em employees use the plan I see as a reactive benefit. Uh, I mentioned before they, they get their booklet or their PDF digital copy of their booklet and they file it away or in a drawer in an email folder. Uh, they get an illness or an injury, then they decide to use the plan, not really knowing if they have coverage in place. They, they got to scour and see if if they have coverage. So they often don't understand what their coverages are. And it's safe to say that, that many would say they have a drug plan with a, with a dental and some chiropractic and massage therapy <laughs> would pretty much be the consensus for most employees on a reactive basis that this is what they believe they've got. There's no mention or strategy for a prevention first approach, which Anthony and I uh, preach, uh, which would have a positive impact on cost containment for the benefits plan. So that's one measure that, that we would take as a prevention first approach. Yes, uh, some have a wellness plan, such as uh, Manulife has a, a product called Vitality. 
I, but I'm finding it very little engagement and promotion of that as, as good of a program as it is. And that's where we can come in as well. Uh, an employee assistance plan, which is called an EAP, uh, are a value. And again, the engagement is lacking as well as employees fear that their employer is going to find out they're utilizing it. So the services such as mental health, they really don't uh, go utilized because of that fear. We have a company plan administrator for benefits in large uh, companies, uh, and, and you're going to find an HR person or department. Uh, I'm finding they have so much on their plates, these HR people and departments, that the bare minimum in attention and time is dedicated to benefit plan resources, along with a wellness and a prevention first strategy. They simply do not have enough hours in a day to properly dedicate to these strategies. You know, that's, that is again, where we can, we can help. We can have oversight over all these strategies and uh, implementation uh, execution with measured results as a part-time chief wellness officer. So we can report to the HR department uh, or plan administrator and, and our company owners to ensure, uh, you know, results, uh, satisfaction, uh, you know, and that the program is, is, is working. So again, many, many things that we can offer as a, a chief wellness officer center. And again, we're going to go through these as we evolve our, our podcast for our, our listeners. Uh, but this is just some highlights or some pain points that uh, I've been able to, to share and, and observe over my time in, in the industry. Thanks, Jason. That, that makes a lot of sense. And it's, uh, it's really quite alarming, uh, the amount of pressure that's being put on human resources. And, and again, in the absence of human resources, just the the lack of awareness uh, for for an organization, which is crucial, especially at the, the the smaller businesses who rely on their their employees, they're really valued. And so, uh, once again, this is a, a, a these podcasts are a series introducing our wellness officer center and uh, how we can engage and, and help, assist, and serve small to medium to large companies. And you know, when we take a look at Let's talk about brain health for a second and all the different avenues that are opening up for companies to engage. You know, Jason, what are you seeing in terms of a, uh, an HR person or just an owner trying to take a look to find out what to do for their employees? Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, such, um, it's such a wide uh, issue and, and deep. Uh, and sometimes uh, I'm finding uh, overwhelm. Uh, ignorance, not knowing what to, what to do, and and some of them are, are desperation. Uh, I'll give you one as an example that comes up uh, regularly and uh, always over, you know, always missed. So many employers are, are not aware or pay much attention to the fact that mental injury is claimable under WSIB. You know, I'm talking again here in in, in Ontario. Um, you know, for our listeners who are not familiar with that, the acronym stands for Workplace Safety and Insurance Board. There are many. There may be again similar structures in other com- uh, countries, but the underlying issues are the same. So, from the WSIB website, it mentions that people who have work-related mental stress injuries may be entitled to WSIB benefits and services. It goes on to read: to be eligible for benefits and services. Your mental stress injury must have been experienced at work, and you must have been diagnosed by a qualified health professional, which family doctor, nurse practitioner, psychologist, or psychiatrist, as having a mental stress injury listed in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. 
I go into companies and say, hey, hey are you aware of this? Uh, most don't have a, a clue that, that this is uh, out there or some, yeah, we, we got a memo on that. We're, we're aware of that. Or, and some have done a good job of taking hold of it and putting in strategies uh, for that. But just some examples, um, WSIB based their decisions on requirements in the uh, Workplace Safety and Insurance Act and policy relating specifically to the cause of the mental stress injury. So it says whether a one-time traumatic event, multiple traumatic exposures or a substantial work-related stressor such as, I'm just gonna name a couple here, being subject, subjected to harassment. So, which is any behavior that someone knows or can be reasonably expected to know is not welcome. Uh, being subjected to bullying, a common form of harassment that includes intimidation, malicious rumors, gossip, innuendo, social isolation, humiliation, etc. Um, you know, working in a job that is highly stressful by nature, such as one that carries responsibility over matters involving life and death, and could be that involves routine work in extremely dangerous circumstances. And this happens from time to time witnessing a fatality or horrific accident. So again, there's a wide list here. Um, again, where we're pointing out, here's the problem. I'm just gonna give uh, our audience here today, just again, a couple of uh, things that can be done, certainly a call to action. Uh, and here's what I would recommend as a starting point uh, and how we can help at the Chief Wellness Officer Center. Number one, a mental health strategy document. Many lack this basic and critical document that I believe is essential uh, for your company's roadmap. It's a guide uh, for the company. It's your procedure, your protocols that can very much uh, address uh, a lot of the needs. It's, it's a written document. It's a living document. Uh, at the CWO Center, we can assist you on the creation of the strategy. Uh, and then point number two, you know, you've got the strategy in place. Now, what about engagement and execution of strategy? Some may have uh, in my travels, a strategy document, like a mental health strategy in place, but there's no execution or it's not top of mind in the minds of leaders and employees. We can also address the execution through workshops for awareness, surveys, and an annual cert certification course. So all of the, you know, cur our current, um, it's just, you know, such an important strategy. I mean, let's face it. If a company focused just on the mental health, which we say brain health piece, um, they would see amazing company culture results. I'm, I, I guarantee that. Uh, point number three, uh, a calming room. Anthony has brought this up uh, in our discussions many times. You know, this is a, uh, you know, um, a podcast on its own. Anthony can go through in greater detail, but you know, where you designate a room at work uh, to uh, meditation or uh, even a, a quick 15 minute rest. I know this gives all as needed, just a chance to press pause to recharge the batteries and then get back to work. And I'm sure there's gonna be greater productivity because of it. Again, we can help in that transformation. Uh, so please reach out if, you, if there's, there's interest in that. So just some basic building blocks to consider, you know, to try and, and share with your colleagues and that. And, and again, there's, there's more to come as we evolve this, but just three, three takeaways for today. Jason, that's amazing. I, I just learned something about WSIV that I, I didn't know about. So when a company, you've got me thinking now, you know, when a company, let's say, say it's a small company, let's focus on small companies for a second and say, you know, is it, I'm thinking, they're thinking that it's cost prohibitive, that, you know, where do they start? What do they do? What does it mean? What are their existing employee benefits doing 
for them and their their workforce. So, you know, when I think of that and I think, okay, so how, where do they start? Uh, why would they, uh, why would they start? And how much would it cost them to start if you could, if you could put a price on it? Well, I mean, the, the, the benefits plan, uh, it's a great, a great point. You know, the benefits plan lacking a prevention first strategy, the, the goal is cost containment for sustainability. Those costs are going to continue to go up as, uh, you know, chronic illnesses uh, occur. Uh, there are a lot of illnesses that are manifested because of, of mental health issues. So your drug component of your benefits plan is going to, to go up. And, you know, we're seeing increases of, you know, 10, 15, sometimes 25, 30% increase on your overall plan because of that drug component. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where if you put in a, a small investment into oversight and strategy into uh, like a mental health strategy, a wellness oversight, you're going to see, you'll, you'll have a buffer on those increases. And that's why where the, the difference is on the cost containment. So you, you can measure the results of what the CWO center can do on your benefits plan based on your, your claims and that, but also you can on uh, company culture. And we can do surveys like many other companies can do, and, and, and they, they do help us with measuring. But I, I think the, the proof will be in walking around the workplace and seeing people's attitudes, uh, you know, that, that change that's going to happen, uh, you know, the, the happiness in the workplace, the, the kindness of the culture, uh, it's, it's all going to, you can't put a price on those. Those are intangibles. And to know as well as an employer that they're going to be uh, healthy and happy and productive at work. But more importantly, in the home, when they go home, they're going to be re re recharged. So what we're doing has purpose. It matters. And we're trying to put the puzzle pieces together. And I think that's, uh, that's going to be a value to uh, many employers. They're going to realize that, yeah, if I put a small investment here, it's going to help contain costs there. And the end result is going to be a win-win for employer and employee combined. Thanks, Jason. And, you know, you've raised a number of, of different points. And so, you know, when we take a look at an organization and we want to work with one, we look at a global framework or the whole organization uh, from their environment uh, into their employee benefits and then into targeted health programs that are a hybrid of insurance, health-related insurance, and of technology and integrated healthcare. And that means we integrate natural healthcare as well as traditional healthcare inside. And you talk about prevention first. It's a really good point. And for those who um, are unfamiliar with prevention, prevention is a term that we are using as a model of healthcare. So if you think of a, a continuum and think that if you start with health, the next would be prevention. The next would be intervention the next would be treatment, the next would be recovery, and then you're back to health. And so what we do at the CWO Center is we help people self-identify on that continuum, and we work with them from there. And so our first instinct is to think about prevention. So if we're starting with brain health, we do have a four-stage program where we start with an organization to help them identify and understand maybe what the challenges are ahead and then work out a plan with them. When we talk about, Jason, you talked about uh, 
repurposing first aid rooms and inside an organization, well, especially during these COVID times, uh, not many people are in the office, but there still is a first aid room. And this can be easily converted. We do this at the CWO Center. We help uh, organizations repurpose their first aid rooms into wellness rooms where people can take a break. So we have mindfulness and meditation that is geared towards rejuvenation, just a short rejuvenation for someone to book off time to do uh, within the company. Now you're thinking to yourself, well, you're not going into work. So how does that work? Again, we have templates for people to bring home and maybe alter a room at home or a space at home, which is so vital right now as people are not able to, you know, we're going to use the word escape out of what would naturally be a place of rest. And this has become a, a thing. And so we're, we're quite uh, aware that this is happening and working with organizations to help prevent something that is preventable. Yeah. And, and you know, we're excited to, to reach out and, and, and talk with uh, anyone that would be uh, interested in uh, our services at the CWO Center. Uh, we also, we offer, a, you know, a complimentary audit or discovery of your current situation. There's, there's uh, no charge for that. We, we enjoy going in and, and, and talking with people, uncovering the gaps and showing what we can do to address the gaps, not just a one-time hit, but what can we do uh, long-term to assist and, and uh, get your, your strategy of overall wellness, mental health uh, on the right track and to have that company culture shift and change. So, you know, we, we appreciate you as, as listeners and we're going to continue to grow this. And, and for those of you that are looking for more uh, insight, you know, please follow us on, on LinkedIn on uh, Instagram. Uh, you know, we're grateful for your uh, listening ear and, and welcome any questions. Uh, please reach out. We're, we're ready to, to stand by and, and answer and address any of the questions, concerns that you have and, and can keep the discussion going. So thanks again for, for tuning in and we'll chat with you next time on our next podcast.